Hey everybody, welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. Today we're talking about Bardstown Bourbon Company, a really interesting, unique company who makes, as you not that's surprisingly, lots of bourbon. Uh, I'm Parker. I realize in these intros I never introduce myself. I always introduce everybody else. So, hello everyone. I'm Parker. You're just uh, so selfless. I know, I know. I'm, I'm so, John. I'm, I'm not a hero, John. That's just what you call me. Yeah. Um, joined by John. Joined by producer Jenny. Hello. Joined by whiskey expert, Kuba. Hey, thanks for having me back. Great to have you back. And then, of course, our studio audience with uh, Allie and podcast mascot, Cruz, the, the dog. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Woo! He's all of how many weeks old? Uh, he has four months as of this week. French bulldog. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Loves the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check the uh, Instagram for pictures of Cruz. <laughs> yeah, pre- honestly, that's what our Instagram is missing is cute dog pictures. Oh, that's what's going to go viral. It has, yeah. no, like, no one wants to listen to us. <laughs> Cruz the booze hound. I mean, oh, my God. How did, that's a million-dollar name right there. Cruz yeah. the booze hound. Oh, my God. Although he's not a hound, I guess. So, you know, don't Sem- add us. Semantics. <laughs> semantics. Don't add us, dog people. But uh, as I said, we, uh, we're talking about Bardstown Bourbon Company. Um, oh, I should note, uh, we recently traveled around to Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we were able to visit our, our friends over at New Riff. Thanks, guys, for a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, also hit a couple cool local places. Uh, Knox sure Joseph was one of them. What was the other one we checked out? Northside Distillery. Northside Distillery. Um, really cool stuff. So it was fun checking out local places. You know, some of them need some time to work on the craft, but uh, we appreciated the hospitality, and uh, I always like trying new stuff, so... Yeah, absolutely. We all could use a little more time to mature, you know? Also, <laughs> also, if, I mean, if you want to mention Newberry Brothers Coffee... I would... Oh, if you're in the northern Kentucky area... Mm-hmm. And um, you got a weekend night available. Yeah. Go to Newberry Brothers Coffee. They're open from 6 to 10. Make a reservation in Newport, Kentucky. Tell them, uh, tell them Parker and Jenny sent you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got... They have a Prohibition bourbon bar. That, so they run a coffee business during the week. It's a Prohibition bourbon bar on Friday and Saturday nights. And, like... Every every vintage of every type of bourbon that you can imagine is on their bar. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed a wonderful um, Japan-only Evan Williams 12-year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty tasty. Yeah, that was great. Uh, he Actually, uh, Peter, the uh, owner of the place and proprietor, he a uh, big Four Roses guy, Cuba. Mm-hmm. So you'd like him. Yeah, we'd be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that aside, today we're talking about Bardstown Bourbon Company, a, uh, a favorite of John's. That's right. Uh, they operate one of the most sophisticated distilleries in the country. Uh, John, tell us a little bit about your experience with them. Well, I actually stopped by. I didn't get to do a tour, but I did stop by their absolutely gorgeous facility with you, Kuba. Yeah, um, that's right. About 2021. 20, and um, we got to kind of eat some very, very fine cuisine there. And I can't remember. We, we tried some of their cocktails, but I don't remember what we got. It was probably like a Boulevardier or something like that. And the experience is amazing. It's like a lot of glass. It's like the thing that blows my mind about Bardstown Bourbon Company is it's brand new, right? Like it, I don't know when they, maybe it was 2016 or so. Somewhere around there. And they just like hit the ground running. They were like, hey, we will contract a still for you. And they had this really cool idea that, you know, while their stuff was getting ready, maybe not while it was getting ready, but part of it, part of their mission is to kind of blend their product that's not as old with some older stuff to come up with some really really sweet awesome tasting stuff so they were kind of front line with blending as far as my my thoughts on it on bardstown bourbon company so from what i understand they produce nearly 40 unique mash bills for a variety of brands that's not easy 
yeah, I mean, you got some serious lab work going in there. Well, well, like from what I understand, rye as a grain, like when you process it, like in, um, you know, when you mill it and put it into a mash bill and like, you know, cook it up in that um, process of making wort uh, or like distiller's beer, it's it really gunks up the works. So if you're like doing like weeded stuff and rye stuff, like I imagine that's got to be a big pain in the ass to go back and forth between 40 different mash bills. So you got to clean it real well. So another thing that I feel like I've heard, and you can, you guys can confirm this for me, is like when you do bourbon trail, um, when you go to the distilleries, a lot of them are kind of older buildings, but this one is more of a modern looking feel at the at Bardstown. Yeah, as uh, as as John said, I think they they kind of stood up around 2016 or so, and they're um, what's interesting about them is that they look totally different than anything else that's in the Bardstown area. Bardstown's like. A very classic, cute southern town with old distilleries that have been there for, I don't know, 150 years or so. And then Bardstown Bourbon Company is just this totally different thing in the middle of it. Mm, interesting. It's very even Napa. If, even if you like compare it to Willet, which is not far away and relatively new, Willet decided to go with the, hey, let's do kind of old school vibes. And Bardstown was like, no, we're... We're doing the new stuff like New Riff or Rabbit Hole. Sleek and modern. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Oh, pretty cool. Um, so they, they say they produce 110,000 barrels per year. I, don't, I wonder how that stacks up compared to some of the other big distilleries like Jim Beam. and. I'm sure that's a drop in a bucket you think so? to some of those guys. I mean, it's, it's still a sizable production, but I think when we're talking about like Beam and stuff, we're... Yeah, and you're talking about a, a, a top two distiller in, yeah. the, in the country for that. I'm trying to remember though. I remember like... Didn't we see a Beam or somebody do their five millionth or something barrel? Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace, yeah. yeah. I mean, they produce a ton. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So 100, I mean, 100,000 a year, that's catching up. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not nothing. That's not, you know. know. Maybe it's not catching up, but it's, yeah. Yeah. We were talking to, we were at, did a tour at New Riff recently, and they were saying they do like thousands of barrels a, a year, like six, six, eight. I think, I don't want to misquote it, but I think it was like six to eight thousand. I, I don't recall the actual number. And it's like, that's a lot of barrels. and it was, But like. Not a lot, a lot of barrels. You know, and the difference with New Riff and Bardstown is that a lot of Bardstown stuff probably isn't under their product label, no. right? Their contract is selling for a ton of brands that we may not even know about. Yeah. Well, that's that's the really interesting thing about them is that they, they recognize this niche in the market of, of how many brands are popping up and sourcing whiskey from the same couple of different brands. And so they got a ton of investment to make this awesome facility to be able to make 40 different mash bills to be able to put this kind of output and said, all right, we can we can help brands create themselves, but with without them needing to put forward the investment of creating their own distilleries and facilities, we can distill it and age it for them. And they got popular right around the time that MGP was providing a lot of distillate and whiskeys, rye and bourbon to a lot of other um, distilleries, yeah. but that's Indiana. So... I wonder, and maybe you all agree, disagree, but Bardstown Bourbon Company popping up in 2016, I wonder if they knew they were filling that hole for uh, contract distilled Kentucky whiskey and other products. Honestly, it's just good to have another, be another name in, or game in town yeah. with yeah. that. So, as you know, someone has a bad dealing with MGP, it's like, hey, well, we're over here. We can help you out. Right. Mm-hmm. And with all of the influx of new brands over the last five, ten years, really five years, it's there's plenty of business to be had. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, so I, one thing I read on their website is that their, their process is super customizable to accommodate like individual clients. So if, if you showed up there and um, were like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do, they can do it. Like they can do 
it's not just like, all right, well, we're, we're making this and then, you know, put it in whatever barrel you want. It's like, no, they can customize the process the entire, every step of the way. Wow. So, John, when you're ready to make a couple thousand barrels. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking for the investment. Patreon supporters, please. I think, I think they do individual barrels, though. I think you can oh, potentially cool. have them yeah. contract, distill a specific recipe and customize the, the char of the barrel and they'll, they'll mm. age it for you. It's, it's a pretty expensive process because you're not just paying for that barrel of whiskey, but you're paying for the taxes that have to be collected every year that it's aged. Yeah. Um, but I think that is an option that they wow. offer. Well, you know what? That's something for um, Chai Spirits guys to look into yeah. for you know doing our, our own custom barrel. Chai Spirits guys, drink them if you got them series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> this, this barrel fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. We need a bigger sticker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we got, we got a couple fun uh, expressions to try, um, starting with their distillate. We're going to kind of work our way up from there into some of their... Uh, other unique expressions. They've got a couple, uh, they do the Fusion and Discovery series, as many of you guys probably know. And then each year, there's a new series of that that's a different formula, basically. So we're gonna, we have a couple of those to try, which I'm excited about, and we'll talk about the differences and then. Um, but first, like I said we have to distill it. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break. And we're back. So first up, we've got the distillate. This is straight off the still. No aging here, Jenny. Cool. Uh, the mash bill for this is 60% corn, 36% rye, 4% malted barley. So pretty high rye. Yeah, but I'm smelling a lot of corn. And yeah, me yeast. too. Real yeast and corn bomb to me. It, it smells kind of young. Yeah, it smells like they haven't aged it at all. <laughs> Where's my flavor wheel? <laughs> oh, we forgot the flavor wheel. It's all right. It's a cheat sheet we don't need at this point. Because I'm just going to say it smells and tastes like marzipan at some point. <laughs> So he has his own internal flavor, Will. That's right. No, I mean, honestly, you're right. I get a lot of that corn. I'm kind of surprised I get so much corn based on the rye content here. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is really interesting, though. And like, I mean, it tastes really good for being on age. It's- well, because we were talking before we started recording that we, we thought that uh, um, studio audience Allie would not like this because of it. What do, you, what do you think over there, Allie? Yay or nay? I have yet to sip, so okay. let's... Uh, the, bail, the build up to this moment. Yeah, it's a, it's honestly better than I thought it was going to be. I'm watching her face. It's not, I mean, it's I don't hate it. But that's that's high praise, guys. Doesn't hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's. I wouldn't go out of my way to drink it, but it's fine. Jenny, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I also don't hate it. I feel like. I mean, I guess I feel similarly about it, but it's, I mean, I'm all, I guess my question about stuff like this is I'm always a little bit unsure. Like, why are we selling this? Because I feel like. Well, so the, they actually aren't really, se- like, it's part of a, this um, kit that's, you know, here's what it tastes like off the still. Here's what it tastes through. Okay. Years, and then here's so what it's it tastes a, like. So we're just going through the progression here. Yeah, yeah. This is almost like if you went to the distillery, they might have mm-hmm. you try this. Yeah. It's a lot of distilleries don't have you try their white dog. Like, Buffalo mm-hmm. Trace sells their yeah. white dog. I was going to say, I've seen some on the, on the shelves, but I've always just kind of wondered, like, why. But regardless, I mean, I guess you could take it and put it in a barrel and. Well, that's what people do with the Buffalo Trace one. God, that's yeah, that's got to be so expensive, though. Oh, to just buy a whole bunch of bottles of that? Because they're like half bottles, you know? I I do know a guy if you were looking for some. People do like to do that with the mini barrels and try. I don't think it ever works out well just because of the... Yeah, like I could see that as like an experiment, but otherwise I don't know. I guess that... The the aftertaste is very vegetal. Yeah. That is Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the overwhelming... 
but but yeah, Jenny, you're not going to find a 750 milliliter of this anywhere. That's no. not that's okay. not what it's for. It's only it's it's literally for the to take you on the journey that we're going on right now. Okay, there's so, I'm going to learn so much today. And you know, I think it makes a lot of sense that Bardstown is selling a product like this. It's in, you know the small what is that uh, one 200 milliliter 100 milliliter yeah. Um, Maybe 50. Because they're very proud of what they make, you know? And I mean, everybody's proud of it, but they're kind of like proud in this kind of um, geeky sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there is something to be proud of here. I mean, we've tasted plenty of craft whiskeys where stuff that's even aged for two or three years has like a harshness and, and doesn't really get rid of that corn taste. And of course, this has no age on it, but you, you get that sweetness from the corn, that rice spice mm-hmm. on, on the finish. like. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell that this has qualities of a good product to be. Mm-hmm. I can understand that there are more. I I was I'm I'm sorry I I didn't get a great uh, amount of time to figure out what I tasted because I was going to retrieve tasting wheels for everybody. Um, but there was more flavor to that than I was expecting there to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing too is I, we probably mentioned this, but it's a hundred proof, so that. I mean, actually, I did not mention that, so thank you. Yeah, I think that's important, like proofing it down a little bit, adding a little water to the distillate, it really, you know, it's mm-hmm. the same thing for the whiskey after it's been aged too, but. So uh, next up, we've got the what they call the Maturit. So it's that exact same off the still stuff we just had, but they've aged it for three years. That's a really cute name. I haven't heard that before. Still coming in at 100 proof. Makes sense. Next, yeah. The next step in the process. Yeah, distillate comes off the distillate, you know. Mm-hmm. It, went to, it went to high school, you know. <laughs> I think this still one's kind of a cranky probably teen. still, yeah, in, in early. I don't think it's done with high school, isn't it? I guess it's like a junior in high school. It's yeah. like, you know. Got his driver's license. Yeah. Well, Dealing with should, puberty still. Like, yeah. Pretty awkward. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should sip it first, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah, the nose is pretty different. It smells like a flower shop. A flower shop. Floral nuts there. I definitely get a little bit of that, like, barrel vanilla. Yeah. yeah I was going to say caramel. Caramel. Um, I believe it's pronounced caramel. Wow, that tastes really cool. Wow. Um, sorry, that is not a very good description, but <laughs> I taste a lo- I taste a lot of like minty rye on the palate mm-hmm. and the finish. I mean, it's just would not have guessed I was three years old compared to other things that I've had that are less than four years old that don't taste as good. I feel like I get some like potpourri. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely that floralness. I get a bit of like coffeeness. I can mm. see that too. It's a little bitter, yeah. Yeah. Like you can, you get that barrel influence. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty complex for being three years old. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like old MGP, like bourbon. Um, hmm. It's got something that kind of similar taste to it. Um, I don't know what it is, but like some of the old Fangled Nodder stuff that we've had and um, the Remus Repeal Reserve mm-hmm. things. You know, Cruz is almost three years old in dog years, so... Simil- Soon enough, he'll be sipping on this as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he already had his nose in one of those uh, Glencairns. <laughs> he was enjoying it. But no, I again like much better than I was expecting from. I, I would agree. You know, it's hard to show up on the scene in Kentucky and to be able to make uh, very complex and interesting and tasty bourbon like the big distilleries. You know, Wild Turkey, uh, Old Forester, Jim Beam down the road from them. Uh, from Bardstown Bourbon Company. That is just really impressive that they could just pick right up and because you see a lot of folks try it and fail miserably. Mm-hmm. I forget who their master distiller is, but I, I would... I, I, it may not be the same person now, but I believe uh, they had someone come over from Maker's Mark. Mm. 
That would make sense. Somebody with a lot of industry experience. So this one you just poured us, Jenny. I believe this is the Fusion Series 6. Oh, shoot. Is that right, John? Yeah, this is Fusion Series... Hang on. It's so small. I'm oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't... No, no, it's not your fault. It's, uh, it's on the label. Series 6. Yeah. yeah. So Fusion Series 6. So this is a blend, and bear with me for a moment while I go through the, uh, the details on this blend. The rest of the things we try are all going to have blends similar to this. So it's 56% uh, Bardstown Bourbon, Bourbon Company whiskey, aged three years with a mash bill of 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted bar barley. Wait, listen, you got to get a pen and paper for this. Yeah, you really do. I, I literally didn't even, I just copy and pasted off of their website the picture yeah. of it because there's so much going on. Um, so 56% of that, 14% um, their, their own three-year stuff, but 75% corn, 15% rye, 10% malted barley. So they've a little bit of a similar mash bill, but more malted barley, less rye. And then it rounds out with 30% that is sourced elsewhere from in Kentucky. Kentucky bourbon. It's 11-year-old Kentucky bourbon from somewhere. That's 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Oh, that's really high malted barley. Yeah. And now, so this is interesting because that means that 56% of what we're about to drink is pretty much the maturity, right? Um, no, well, I mean, the 14% is similar. Oh, yeah. To, that's true. You know, it's not that different. So 70% of this is their stuff, 30% is sourced and older. And that's kind of what the idea the... of the Fusion series, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. they're mixing their own distillate with yeah, H stock. Yeah. Hence the name. Yeah. What is the proof on this? 97.9. Uh, I love that. That is them being like, no, let's just like add a little bit more. Well, you know, like not stopping at a hundred or going yeah. to ninety five. John, what do you get on the nose over there? It's kind of like hot sauce, <clears throat> like a like a pepper, like a cayenne. Hang on, let me look at. Let me taste the smells again. I get some pepper. I don't know if I go that hot though. No, it's not like there's no um, alcohol ethanol note on it. But mm -mm. It's maybe like some green bell pepper kind of thing going on there. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Jim Beam on the nose. Like white label Jim Beam on the nose. Hmm. Strongly. I feel like it's like buttery. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that palette. I need Kuba's expertise to walk me through it. It is interesting. It's got kind of a... A little bit of an anise or something adjacent. I was going to say the same thing. I get like peppermint candy on it. Mm. I could see that. Almost like a toned down peppermint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's not super minty in that fresh quality, but it, it just flavor wise. Like, I like get. a really old peppermint. Yeah, it's been sitting in your pocket for a while. But way too long. Not your there. pocket, but like an elderly person's pocket, right. like a grandparent or, you know, stranger on the street trying to get you into their van. <laughs> This reminds me so much of Jim Beam. I really wonder if this is 11-year-old Jim Beam. So I'm... So far as I understand, Jim Beam keeps their mash bill pretty close to their vest. Uh, I don't know to what degree it's confirmed. I am I am looking at like a kind of mash bill charts because I was trying to take a look at... Could be doing some deep... Theorize, yeah. Some, what some deep of these research over here. He's got like and, two monitors set up. <laughs> 
Beam Beam uh, is said to have 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley, which shows up in some of the other ones that we're going to taste. Well, that's um, this one right here, right? Yeah, that is this one. We're on the we're on the backside of that coma. Oh, we're on the ass. Okay. Yeah, it's fusion series. Fusion All right. There. So then, so then, yeah, yeah it's, it very well could be beam. Then. Yeah, that I agree with you guys that this does kind of feel like some beam influence here. Which is not the worst thing in the world. I cut my teeth on beam white label. Actually, it was like green label. Literally, he tried to open the bottle with his teeth. It was so painful. Um, did we? I'm sorry. I'm, Producer Jenny's looking forward. Are we doing the other fusion one first, or are we switching to discovery? Uh, I say. Fusion yeah, fusion. yeah, let's do the X fusion. Okay. So this is going to be. So I feel like there's one more note there. I'm not. So mm. peppermint, old peppermint candy. Overall, like I, I think, thinking about it as being a, a fusion of something that's meant to show off both their distillate that's also grounded by something with age. I don't know how well it works together. Like I'm not yeah. getting a ton of character from from either side. It just feels a little bit disjointed and not. Particularly you, something like I'd love. Yeah, are you worried? Because I've seen this in other things. Are you worried that the two things combined, you're getting kind of a, it's making both of them a little worse? Yeah. You're getting the bad parts of I, both. I think that's a that's a fair assessment. I mean, I, I would agree 100% it, on that. Coming, coming from the maturate, I was like, I like where this is going and I want to see more of that pronounced, but. Didn't compliment the, it. The right. addition of whatever that aid stock is, I don't think helps. You know what? It. I blame us bourbon drinkers for that, though, because we're a sucker for anything 10 or over. We are. I think that they've probably felt like, hey, we're going to try to sell this bottle at like $60, and the way to do that is to put a 10 year old age like, uh, bourbon in it. Yep. Well, is it on us or is it on them for trying to create a premium product that maybe isn't maybe fully premium? Just sold their three year at yeah. 40 or something like mm -hmm. that. Well, it kind of reminds me of when. Uh, when John mixed that 1910 and 1920 again, and it was an abomination. It doesn't remind me of that at all. <laughs> I was upset. It, I'm still upset with you about that. It was it was a bit disappointing. You tried to choke me out for a solid 20 minutes. <laughs> mm. so those two things are great, and when you combine them, they're not great. Mm. Yeah. After after a solid talking to, I I agree that I like them both individually separately. You know, I'm, I I feel like if you had like two amazing um, shooting guards on the same team. That are very ball dominant, like that's great. Or they're great individually. You put them together, though, they're not going to work together. I've always said you know the balls better than I do, so I believe you. Hilarious, John. Hilarious. All right. So next up, we've got the series three fusion. This smells way different. So Sorry, I'm jumping again. Notably, mm -hmm. notably, the blend's a little different here. It's forty percent. Kentucky bourbon aged 13 years. The mash bill is 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malt and barley. And then 18% their own stuff at three years, 68% corn, 20% wheat, 12% malt and barley. So a big mm. wheat influence all of a sudden. Interesting. So we'd call that weeded, yes. And then 42% of their own stuff, 60% corn, 36% rye, 4% malt and barley. So then that I'm, is high rye. High rye. So I, this is going to really be a fusion of things in that we didn't see this weed influence in the last one. And it looks like, what was the Kentucky stuff on the last one? 11 years. So we got older Kentucky. So a couple years older on the Kentucky, and it's 10% more of it. Well, it is less of it though, right? Um, well, no, it's more, it's 40% of the Kentucky oh, versus yeah, yeah, 30. Yeah, sorry. I was looking so, at Because this is an older one. This is from a couple of years ago. So it it's makes... Series three? Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that as it's they're progressing, they're using more of their own stuff, less of yeah. um, sourcing. But let's see if... 
You can tell a difference. I wonder if this is one of the first ones we got in Chicago. I remember it took like a second for it to get up here, and I was really interested to try it. Yeah, Fusion Series 3. So if I'm if I'm not mistaken, looking at that Kentucky, that 13-year-old Kentucky bourbon mash bill, that is Barton. Really? You mm-hmm. think so? Wow, it smells like bubblegum to me, and I just haven't gotten that on Barton. I mean, I believe it, but... Well, that could, that could be coming from the younger weeded stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the nose on this is kind of quiet, though. Like, I don't think... I'm not getting that much. That's the wheat. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. calming everything down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming in there. It's being the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I almost want to say, like, herbal tea or something going on here, but... Yeah, chamomile. Something, yeah. So, chamomile makes sense. Wow, I've tried that. That is really... That is a across-the-board balance. I'm trying to figure out... What's predominant? Yeah, I, I like that considerably more than the last one. I yeah. agree. And do we, who has the bottle? I do. Just kidding. <laughs> that is 98.9 proof. So we're jumping up one proof point. I find this to be a little bit hotter and sharper. I agree. Than the last one. I which, like it, though. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just interesting to see how one... It, you can't just attribute it to the one proof point. Like clearly, the higher rye content, I think, is playing that role here. I got a flavor note I want to throw at you both. Throw it at us, all three of you. All five I was about of you. to say, are we not? Am I not included in Where's, this? All, about, all five of you. And what about <laughs> Cruz? I'm, I was including Cruz. Cruz. <laughs> I was including Cruz. All five of you. Hot honey. Mm. I like Mike's hot honey. Hot honey. Mm. Like a spec- I do the Trader Joe's myself. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, would I think hot honey. It's fine. Get on it. Like you. You'd put it on a biscuit. Hot honey. I've got a lot of like vanilla and caramel as well. By the way, if you're in the northern Kentucky area, go buy a purple poulet mm. and get the biscuits. Holy shit, these biscuits are good. Yeah, we needed to kill some time before we went to another bourbon bar. So we went to a bourbon bar and got biscuits and bourbon. Actually, really, really <laughs> impressive bourbon selection, and but the biscuits and the oysters, weirdly, were very good. Yeah. Wow. We can't wait to go back and like eat an actual meal there. That we got sounds- like, yeah, we got, we got, got these like, Home style like buttermilk biscuits that oh, were yeah. so good, um, mm-hmm. and exactly what we needed before we went to a, another Drink a bourbon ton bar. Of bourbon. Um, and then we got a, a what like a charcuterie board and mm-hmm. some oysters and good stuff. Yeah, I uh, I can't say enough good things about the food in Northern Kentucky. Yeah, Newport, they've been working hard. Newport, yeah, mm-hmm. is Newport is great. Killing it. Uh, I like Covington as well. Yeah, Covington. Yeah, cool. Mainstrass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I went to a great spot called. Uh, what was it? Twin Ink? Not well. That's us here. Anchor Grill, um, just okay, down. That sounds familiar. It was. It's this greasy divey spot. People were smoking in there. That's, that's how you know. That's very northern okay. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah which they, I didn't even know was legal. They they love doing that stuff in northern Kentucky. Dig a little, dig a little deeper in the palate. What do you think about peach on this? I I see that. I was I was just getting a little bit of fruitiness and trying to figure out what to attribute it to. What I it think, was. I think peach yeah. is a good. It's like a brighter stone. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fresh fresh maybe fresh maybe stony. I don't know. Yeah. One of, I think you're right. And the, I mean, I rarely agree with you so hard. <laughs> I, know, you, I agree with you very hard. You've actually made it, made it a career to disagree with me. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Oh my God, Cruz the dog is the cutest thing that's ever happened. He's about to jump off the I arm mean, of the he's, couch. He's been thinking about it for a while and has, he, he does, hasn't done it. You know what? We'll give him a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> then we'll put him somewhere else. Ooh, so he sat down. On, he's, he's now sitting down on the armrest of our couch. You know what um, he's saying? He's like, hey, give me some We were that. mostly putting him there because we didn't think he would leave the couch because he is afraid to jump. But He's like, give me some of that Fusion 3. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a great picture of him that I'm going to use on Instagram. That um, is adorable. Of him on the couch. <laughs> uh, anyway, very distracting having such a cute dog around. It really is. But moving on. 
Um, we're going to jump into their discovery series next. Mm-hmm. Um, my only lament as the, for this episode, and maybe we'll, we will revisit this brand later on, because they have they make a lot of interesting limited releases. And they did one a few years back, and I don't know if there's any bottles of this kicking around anywhere. And if there are, please send them to us. Email us at chispiritsguys at gmail.com. And then, then we'll give you our mailing address. Do yeah. we have a preference on which of these we are tasting first? Um, you know, let's go ahead and chase the, the, the one in the pack there, and we'll okay. similarly do what we just did. So six before four. But they, uh, they make a bunch of – they do a lot of collaborations – uh, they did one with Copper and King's Apple Brandy. They did a Copper and King's Apple Brandy finished um, expression that is one of was probably one of my favorite bourbons of that year, mm. like probably like two three years ago. Just phenomenal. And they've done a bunch since then. You know, you've probably all heard of the Prisoner Wine one they did mm-hmm. uh, that got a lot of uh, publicity. That was not your favorite that year. Uh, that me personally, no. I thought it was. Yeah, um, uh, I was excited about that one too, but mm. I, I thought that particular one it was. Uh, a little too um, tanniny. Yeah. Oh, oh, Cruise the dog getting in trouble over there. <laughs> he's, um, he's climbing up the back of the couch now. Getting into my humidor. Yeah, this dog, this dog just likes to find her things. Oh my god, this is that. Um, that is a chai spirits guy dog right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, I uh, I love the Chateau Labad, the the Armagnac. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that was also Absolutely very good. Absolutely tremendous. I think that's mm. the best thing they've done that I've tasted. Yeah, the, that was my second favorite, the um, Copper Kings one being my that favorite. That was also a great, great yeah. one. What's and one of their most recent ones, I'm wondering? I haven't I haven't seen that in a while. They did another wine one like a year ago. The, um, mm. I'm forgetting the name of the winery. Okay, Cruz wants a kiss. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the, oh, most recently they did a beer one, like the KBS. That's right, yeah. Kentucky, oh. Kentucky Bourbon Weird. Style. That's kind of weird. weird. <laughs> that's a cute dog um, but yeah that was the most recent one a little pricier than the previous ones too it goes for like 175 they, um, so before Bardstown Bourbon Company was officially up and running I think if I'm not mistaken it was them that did two or three different runs of higher age MGP bourbon finished with um, finished in, in different things uh, from around the Kentucky area it was called the collaboration series it was mm-hmm. like almost a rectangular bottle with a big amber sand on mm-hmm. front. And they had one that I think was actually Copper and King's Brandy. And the other one was finished in, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce that Muscat Mistel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, that was also phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and, and from that and the Chateau Labat, it seems like they really know how to finish aged MGP. And mm-hmm. from like the prisoner and stuff, I think that was aged Dickel or Tennessee whiskey. And yeah, that can be trickier to work with. So sure. is it safe to say that like the fusion version, uh, the fusion series is more about blending their own like mash bills and the discovery is more about mixing with other things outside of, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. It makes here. sense based on the title, but I guess I never really thought yeah, about well, it. Also when I read you this mash bill okay. for this series six discovery, we're about to try it is a 68% uh, Kentucky bourbon, 11 years old, with a 75 corn, 13 rye, 12% malted barley, 16% Tennessee whiskey, 17 years old, 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley, and 16% Indiana, where could that be from, 7 years old, <laughs> uh, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley. So yeah, they're you know blending other people's stuff, but then you know making it their own. But that's all, you know, they're discovering a new blend. I see what you did there. Yeah, the discovery. Right. 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I just I've been looking consulting the web to see what the next Bardstown release is going to be. It's mm-hmm. Series Nine Discovery, so that's very, in September. Very exciting. All the way in September. So this is going to be mostly Barton, with a touch of Dickel and a touch of MGP. His nose is really low. Right, MGP. Now, I'm on the it record is. not liking Dickel, but Me I like too. those. I like those other two things though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll so, we'll see how it all comes together. This is a really familiar nose, and I can't pick it up. That's driving me nuts. It's almost like fruity or something. I like that this is like a scavenger. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. I like the nose on this better than either of the fusions. Is, this reminds me of like a, like a grapefruit nose or something. I don't know. It's something. I think I pinned it down like strawberries, like berries and cream. It's definitely a brighter, fruitier. Yeah. I wouldn't say like dark cherries or grapes. It's more on the grapefruit, peach, mm-hmm. strawberry kind of side. I, I always say apricot. I was trying. I was trying to come up with something different, uh-huh. but it kind of is that way. Yeah. No, I agree. That kind of reminds me of um, like seventeen ninety two full proof a little. Yeah, that would make but, sense. But like a uh, what was the proof on this? Do we know? Uh, Where's bottom right here? Nope, this one. One eleven point one. Okay, so yeah, it's pretty close in proof. It, it reminds me of that a little bit. It's kind of uh, a little more complex than that, but has a little bit of that feel to me. I feel like this has a little bit of that hot honey that you were talking about before. A little bit. We're just, you know, coming up with new flavors to put on our customized flavor wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we need to work on that. Mm-hmm. We get something else on there too. It's a little more. Um, what is it? What is it? What is it? I'm, I'm getting. I mean, this is kind of a duh. No, just given going from the fusions to this, but like the oak is so much more pronounced. Yeah, like that. That sure. really comes through, and and you can tell this is a mix of aged whiskey. I think trying this after the fusion series, the old with the young kind of neutralizes that that oak note so it certainly has age to it but you're not getting that woodiness and that woodiness is certainly on display here the the first sip of this reminded me a lot of um tennessee whiskey with like that kind of uh chalky vitamin kind of note to it i i don't get that not the second one though not like after that first initial taste kind of it was like kind of a a hard veer from what we were sipping and now this tastes a little bit more normal. I'll, I'll tell you the other thing I get a little bit, and maybe I'm on an island here. A little bit of a bonfire note to it. Mm. Like that wood, but like a little smokiness mm. to it. Mm. Maybe a hint of marshmallow. I was say burnt marshmallow. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. it's like I feel like I'm roasting a marshmallow on a bonfire. I'm getting like a berry finish, like a raspberry finish a little bit. Mm. I can see that a little bit, I suppose. I will say I'm not getting the Dickel Flintstones vitamin, which I'm which, usually pretty sensitive to. Yeah, I fucking hate. I hate, I hate it too. It's so much. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like cilantro. I feel like some the people who get it really get it, and it's hard to get anything else. But, but they're wrong. What's well, really <laughs> no, cilantro? Pretty. I think cilantro is delicious. I'm one of those oh, people. I I do too. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like I'm the sensitivity to it. Yeah, I hear you. And, and some people like to eat pe- other people. So well, you know, <laughs> everyone's got their own thing. That's right. So it doesn't have to be Dickel, right? It could be like Nelson's Greenbrier. That's right. And, uh, or what is it? No, but it, but there. but it's probably Dickel. Well, so it's 17 years old, and there's only 16 percent of it. So I think that's kind of buried in there. It's pretty pretty tuned down. But if I'm if I'm the things that I've pulled up are correct, then that is the Dickel mash bill. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. I missed that. But again, like I, I don't mind as much older Dickel, like the 15 year old Dickel. I on record You've think it's pretty said pretty you good. Love old mm-hmm. Why don't you calm the fuck down over there, John? Yeah, no, 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 sorry. Um, so, but I think I think this particular bottle is great. Like series six discovery. I wouldn't go as far to say as it fox, but it's but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really really. Mm-hmm. 
I, I exceeded I, my expectations. I enjoyed this so far. Didn't we hear some negative reviews of that from people before we had had it? Uh, there were a couple couple people who weren't thrilled about it, but you know, Maybe this. I mean, and also we're comparing this to Two Fusions and uh, the Maturit, no, so right, yeah. So, but I mean, also maybe it was Discovery Five. Somebody, I know that there was something. You no, know, no, you're right. Like, it was Discovery Five that people yeah. were uh, not fans of. I forget. Which we don't have today. I mean, for good reason because nobody nobody liked it. I mean, part of the fun, though, of them every year having a different different mash bill, different you know recipe for this, is that it's going to be really different every year. So some people are going to like it, some people aren't. It is a, it's a, it's a really cool idea. Um, you know, it's, I feel like it's kind of a nerdy bourbon thing, though. Like it the, definitely is. Like the, the charts of, like literally like every one of these bottles has a chart on the side of it showing all the different blends that it has on there and the percentages of each one of those blends. And like the way that we're breaking this down is a little bit like bourbon nerdy. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I feel like it does take somebody who has some knowledge to be able to break that down. Well, I'll let you do it. Like think about barrel bourbon. They don't put any of this information on there. They could. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. on their website here for Bartstone, they do recommend before you do a tasting of this, that you get a, at least a minor in chemistry. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Do we have, does anyone here have anything like that? I didn't no. even take chemistry. No, I took, I took chemistry in high school. Bachelor's in video production. That's pretty yeah, cool. History and English lit over here. Yeah. I'm no yeah. help. I know how to read it, but that's yeah. about it. I'm a master. I know what, I know how to, method. I know how to interpret percentages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than what I'm doing. All right. So the nose on this, what's everybody's first impression here? Let's start with Jenny. We're moving to the Discovery Series 4. Yep. Discovery Series 4. Um, I'm getting like dark red berry. I do want to note, so this one, the again, a very elaborate mash bill. 55% Kentucky bourbon, thir- aged 13 years. 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. God, stop, please. I mean, like, this, is, this is absolutely terrible. Kill me. <laughs> uh, 37% Kentucky bourbon, aged 15 years. I mean, this is... Yeah, old. 78.5% corn, 13% rye, 8.5% malted barley. And Kentucky bourbon aged 10 years, 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. That's, eight, that's 8% of the mash bill. So this is all Kentucky, I imagine, from various Kentucky providers. Well, the bottom, the 8% one looks like it's the bean mash bill, according to Cuba's research uh, The Barton. Or Barton? Yeah. Okay. The top one, actually, I, I, I couldn't figure out what these other two are. Nashville-wise. Well, you know, there's a lot of options out in Kentucky, especially yep. from, this is probably three years ago. Yep. I say let's taste it. It smells Could be heaven tropical. hell. It smells tropical to you? To me, I get like black cherry, like dark cherry. Yeah. I mean, it's like a pineapple tropical, which, you know, is like the cousin of a cherry. <laughs> like, the sk- <laughs> like the skin of a plum? What well, I, mean, I don't know about all that, John. <laughs> pineapple is not like the skin of a plum. Bougie. There is there is something bright in there though. I, I agree with you. I don't know what it is yet, but there's something. I don't know if it's like a bright floral note or a bright fruit note, but there's something bright. Yeah, in there. I got I got fruit on the nose. I, yeah, on the nose. Yeah, and it's it's not like super fruity, but the it's like a richer, darker fruit for mm-hmm. sure compared to some of the lighter fruits that we've been noticing. And you're not going to get that on the palate, by the way. No, it is dry. no, it's all dark cherry. The uh, the nose is also a lot. Um, richer than I feel like the other ones have that we've tasted today. The the palate in this is very rich, actually. Um, a lot of wood. As you'd imagine, this is the oldest thing we've mm-hmm. tried. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe the highest proof, 115. Yeah. Oh. It's, I mean, it has a little bit of a heat to it, but it's that like Kentucky hog heat. It's really nice. 
kind of yeah, it's yeah. kind of across the spectrum here. So I feel like getting the cherry and then over on the sweet part of the flavor wheel, maybe a little bit more towards almost syrupy or not caramel, but like dark sweet. Like a like a buttery mm-hmm. almost like a buttery maybe maple syrup. Yeah. Maybe like a dark chocolate. I can't really tell. But I there's like a little a, bit of water in it. Um Pussy. <laughs> Just kidding, dear. Say so we we can get divorced. If that's an option. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> that's great content right there. Just, <laughs> just remember, half, half your stuff's mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about. Think you're gonna? Oh half. no, my bar. No, oh, <laughs> I think you're gonna. Bar. Think you're gonna be disappointed <laughs> yeah. by what half of my things is. Um, Those bottles are gonna be really hard to split up because like <laughs> some of them are just a quarter. And... I'm keeping. I'm keeping all the mezcal. I want that. I'm on record right now. I'm well, keeping all depends. the mezcal. Oh my gosh, you're actually gonna liquid um, this liquor. <laughs> Stay together for the podcast, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm not getting any, I'm having a hard time pin, pinpointing flavors right now. Then I'm going to go to Cuba. I, Cuba. Yeah, I am. I am getting some of the aro- more aromatic spices, uh, going with the mm, flavor. I I, I'd say like clove, licorice, mint. Um, I wouldn't say that those are the dominant notes, but they, they do come through in a pronounced way in the fin. It, like, I get, the, I get the clove for sure. I, it feels like smoking a mm-hmm. clove cigarette. Mm-hmm. If Does this remind you at all of um, Four Roses in any way? Not particularly. No. You no. would know it, but I'm trying to figure out. Uh, Cuba's actually never tried Four Roses. <laughs> no, that's yeah. You got to try it. Maybe it's maybe it's Old Forester. I don't know. You know, I'm on record of just throwing out all sorts of names when I can't figure it out. I do like it. This um, this is the last thing we're trying. And it is my favorite of the things we've tried. Oh, yeah, by far. I would agree. And it's, yeah. like, it's not close. This and this, is... this was a pretty big crowd favorite um, yeah. from the Discovery series from what I what I know. Yeah. I mean, not to, you know, get down on them. I mean, I guess all these are just the Discovery series is blends of other people's stuff. I think that I get a little bit of a note of leather on this now that I've had some time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. I want to do. I do want to thank our friend Ken, who was the reason why I bought this bottle. He was like, "John, you should buy this bottle. Please buy this bottle." <laughs> it is, it is very two, good. Yeah, two years ago. I like. I don't know this Ken guy, but he sounds like a good dude. Yeah. Just kidding. We love you, Ken. Yeah. Well, that's. I thought you were saying that's what the listeners thinking. <laughs> we get Ken on the, on the show some at some point. He's a, he's on our long list of show guests. Yeah. I've, honestly, um, I've gotten a lot of requests for people to be on the show. Have you? Of, uh, of various experts of different fields. We have Kuba, who's our Four Roses expert. Yeah. and He's just, on retainer. Just general um, bourbon aficionado. Yeah. Original uh, Windy City sipper. Yeah. But right. Kuba, how's your Mezcal game? Uh, non-existent. So that's why we get, that's why we get to get Kuba on the next Mezcal episode. And just yeah. be like, yeah. hey, what are you getting there? And he's like, I have no idea. Band-Aids. Yeah. It's all Band-Aids <laughs> and smoke. <laughs> Please make me stop drinking. <laughs> no, I'm I'm open to trying things and having my I'm just dipping my toes into Armagnac and cognac now just to get something different. So I can I can Fantastic. explore other things. Fantastic. Big toes guy. But uh, so it, it was anyone's favorite not the Discovery series four. Well, what about like the one you were most surprised about or one that you have the most like thoughts on? Because yeah, it's a hard. I was the most out. surprised by the distillate. I was mm. really impressed I by agree. how um like I would drink that. I mean, yeah. Not. All the time, but I, you know, if you were like, "Hey, here's a glass of this with some with something," like 
yeah, no problem. Let's go. I, I, the distillate and the maturate, I think, both had mm-hmm. something interesting going on. And I'm almost disappointed that you don't get more of that in the Fusion series. Yeah. I, I kind of wish, and maybe they're doing this, because they've only been around, like we were talking about, not super long. But it, like, I would love to try that distillate aged for 10 years in a barrel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to be great. It must be. Yeah, they must be doing that. I would, I would hope so. And right. We just have to wait patiently for it. Yeah. And we'll be like, hey, you remember when we blended all that stuff? Well, fuck that. Here's our own shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, hey, if you're listening, um, Bardstown Bourbon Company, and we know you are because we reached the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, we're all excited for when your stuff, your distillate is aged for, hey, let's start it out at six at least, six to 10 years. We want to try it. Also, yeah, message us. We'll send you the address and we will do mm-hmm. an honest and fair review of that. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to jump in, uh, even though you didn't call on me next, Parker, to piggyback on what Kuba just said, though, about um, I thought the Series 6 and its in, its inclusion of 30% Kentucky bourbon, probably from Jim Beam, I was the most surprised that maybe they should have just kept that their own stuff. Like maybe they should have, uh, they had 56% and 14% of their own three-year-old mature it at different mash bills. And I just wondered maybe if they could have Gone 100% of that, maybe it would have been a better one. Mm. I mean, I think you're out of something there, in all honesty. But no, I, I, that Discovery Series 4, that was the ticket, guys. I, I did like Discovery 3 as well. Um, I mean, that one was with a weeded uh, bourbon in there. That you mean Fusion 3? Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Fusion Three. Yeah, Fusion I, li- 3. I agree. I liked those were my two favorites Fusion Three and Discovery mm-hmm. 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so complicated. It's a, it though. is complicated. Like I don't want to have to remember that many words and numbers to mm-hmm. I feel like Char- identify the thing I that feel, I like. I feel like Charlie Day with the, like the strings going across the room. Oh my god! Yeah, smoking yes, like, a cigarette. And I'm like, here's the, here's the mash bill. It's like a beautiful mind. Mm-hmm. It's definitely now. Jenny raised a good point that this is definitely like a bourbon nerd's bourbon, and I think sometimes that pays off. Sometimes it doesn't, but at the very least, it's interesting, mm-hmm. and it's something for you to. Kind of pick apart compared to also. Just- don't you think you're like more likely to pick up a bottle that has this kind of transparency on it versus something like you know another bottle that just doesn't like barrel? I mean, barrel can barrel bourbon company with two R's and two L's. They produce some great stuff, but it feels like you just don't know enough to spend possibly up to a hundred dollars on it. Well, well, I appreciate the transparency. I feel like it's too much transparency. Like for me personally, I mean, I'm I'm not as much of a bourbon nerd as the three of you guys, but the um, I feel like I would look at this and just be like, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, you're, um, you're definitely not the target market for these guys. No, I would agree. Um, my question, we didn't really mention this. What would a bottle of this go for? Um, I think seventy, a little bit more 80? than that. Maybe eighty or ninety bucks. Now, and also, I mean, now we're dealing with inflation. Actually, with with, few, with Discovery, it might be up to over 100 now. Is it? See, that's that would be another thing that would deter me is like this information, while it's helpful to some people, it's not helpful to me. And with it being over $100, I probably would be like, I'm scared. In, in all honesty, <laughs> I prefer the transparency to like, hey, it's a bourbon. Pay 100 bucks for it. Like, I'd like... Sure. Yeah, where you get like a list of states. If it's going to be a hundred dollar yeah. bottle, then at now, least they're going to give you this information. Now the, the, to the downside there is like if I when I see, if I see something I don't like, they've had some newer releases where it's like, hey, there's a bunch of Canadian whiskey in it, and no offense to our our, our friends up north. The hat, yeah. Um, as my brother would call them, a bunch of hats. Which I don't know where he came up with that, but it's a fantastic. Name. 
That's his fantastic. derogatory name for yeah, Canadians. Canadians. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, shout fantastic. out to Kyle if you're listening. I know you're not, but thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, but if you see that, that's that's kind of some sticker shock. If it's like, hey, pay a hundred bucks, here's a bunch of Canadian whiskey in here. Well, you know what though? That's uh, tough. Although kind not, of trend not, for now, there's rye. not Canadian whiskey, and they make great rye because rye grows well in Canada. It's a yeah, really sure robust does. grain. If I'm if I'm seeing from just the brief googling I did, I think the fusion series tend to go for about sixty five, and the discoveries yep. can go for around one twenty. Wow. Yeah, even, yeah that sounds right. That sounds right. Which is um, for for me, like the on the discovery front, it's it's helpful to have the transparency, especially when it comes to an age and proportion standpoint. And I can recognize from the mash bill some of the individual contributors into mm-hmm. these blends. Um, but that sometimes deters me more, like, with, especially with, as we're talking about barrel, they use Dickel a lot. And as I said, I'm sensitive to that note. So I tend to avoid barrel releases. But we didn't, I mean, when we tasted what you suspect to be Dickel, you weren't even able to taste it. Right. And so it's, it's just harder to tell, you know, what, what the sum of the parts is ultimately going to end up to be. And I appreciate yeah. that it's, it's unique and they're trying new things and, and different blends and different proportions and, and all that. But, um. You know what's funny is we were talking about this with all the transparency on the label. I was thinking like I still, when I bought this bottle, didn't buy it because of the transparency. I bought it because Ken was like, "Hey, I really like this," and, right? And I trusted Ken's palate. Uh, yeah, I feel like that. Like uh, a recommendation to buy that would be a different story for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not just anybody's, but somebody you trust. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want. Different than what y'all are trying. It's the same. That's oh, it is. Well, we we're kind of past it at this point, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I figured because the I was studio audience like is just catching minutes. up. Yeah, the studio right. audience had to take the uh, Matt, mascot, mascot outside to poop. Who's adorable? Um, even when he poops. <laughs> um, um, he is is the thing. I I do want a quick shout out to our uh, our super fan and and you know honorary Chai spirits guy Todd. Oh yeah. Who uh, upon the recording of this did beat a pro tennis player in ping pong tonight? Get out. Wow. Which makes the fact that I wrecked him last time we played that much more impressive. Wow, you're and, like a... And, so, he, and, oh. and he's talking some shit to me right now via text as we're recording this about he's ready for me now that he uh, he's beaten a pro tennis player in, in ping pong. By the transitive property, you, is, you have also beaten a pro uh, yeah, tennis player. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Very that, true. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, don't, we're don't, not chemists, if, but we can we it, can make that assumption. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening, and I know you are, um, you're going down again. So I'll see you there, buddy. Anyway, I think we've covered it. Good job, everyone. Well, I, what would we, who would we recommend this for? Who, who should buy this? I don't think that you would buy this if you were planning to um, mix it. I, I think this is something you probably sip on on its own. Um, people who have a collection who want to like try different stuff. People who've gotten bored with their go-to stuff. Yeah, if you, if you have less than f- thirty bottles of bourbon on your shelf, don't buy this. If well, you have, if <laughs> hold on, stay with me, yeah, stay, yeah, stay yeah, with okay. me here. But like, if if you're someone who's got, you know, hey, I've got fifty bottles on my shelf and and growing in my collection. You have boxes of things because you can't fit them all on your shelf. I don't know what name names, but me. Um, then you're yes, you should buy this if because you're you're expanding your bourbon palette into all of the things. This is a very interesting, really like really hardcore expression in that like it's giving you all the details if you think you can taste oh you're like i can taste that kentucky i can taste that indiana i can taste that tennessee you need this to see if you're actually right yeah the bourbon explorer out there yeah like really really dig deep into it if you're on a bourbon journey do it if you're like hey i've got like five bottles in my bar this is not for you yeah yeah Yeah, trust me any of the fusion series for 65 bucks 
for what they are. I think they're they're interesting, and that's an ambitious proposition, but it's also an ambitious price. I would say though that um, I would highly recommend the the kind of uh, from distillate to barrel tasting kit that John brought over and, and we tasted from because that was what four or five hundred milliliter expressions for about thirty bucks. Yeah, taking you from distillate to maturate to fusion to discovery. That's a great way to experience. This yeah, but you I know feel what? like I learned more from that part of it at least. Yeah, um, and that's probably a better introduction to this brand. Yeah. Than uh, just kind of picking your poison with the well, different I mean, there, whichever series. There's you some buy. sticker shock when it's like your entry level one's sixty five bucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is actually, I'm, and I'm sure this is why they, I'm sure they have people, you know, in their marketing departments like, hey, we need to like ease people into this. Here's here's thirty bucks to try a, a bunch of things, like where it started, where it's going, or where it went, and then where it's going. Yep. It does speak a lot to their trust in their product too. That you can try, like, I mean, a lot of very few brands are going to offer you in the tasting kit. The, the variety pack that you know premium product like the fusion or excuse me the discovery series um so i mean because a lot of times you know you'll get the basic variety pack and it just has kind of entry level bottom level bottom shelf level stuff so but i will say you know it's hard to because um what we tried from that variety pack um, wasn't our favorite, really. I mean, because the Discovery and the Fusion series that we liked the best were not from that. They were the older things. So. Yeah, yeah. So does that, I, you know, I don't know what that says to the future of the brand, that their older stuff is better. Can we talk about this for a second, though? Because the brand is changing a ton. They were acquired by Pritzker uh, Investment co- Company. It's not Is, is that our governor, governor owns it? Actually, no. Um, I think that there has to be a connection. I there was, was about to say yeah. this is like dirty money. There was Pritzker, <laughs> JB Pritzker and his brother owned it at one point, but now it's divested from them, so it's its own thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it might still be in the Pritzker family. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, so so Bardstown Bourbon Company was acquired by Pritzker Private Investment Group, whatever it's called, and then uh, which is kind of a venture capitalist thing. Uh, and then they acquired Green River Spirits, which um, owns a distillery in Owensboro, Kentucky, that I think has gone through several hands in the last few years trying, hmm. to, trying to get somewhere. They think they owned OZ Tyler and a few other brands. That oh, do sure. Well, yeah. I think. Um, and then, I might be wrong on that. Fact check me, listeners. And uh, But so they did, they acquired Green River Spirits, which owned that and another distillery down in South Carolina. So they're they're changing. They're doing some really interesting stuff. So even if, you know, they're, they might, who knows how long the Discovery Infusion series will, will be out there. Maybe they're going to change stuff up entirely. No, John, that all sounded great. I was uh, busy petting a dog, so I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't I mean, listen to any of it. I'll listen to, you know what? I'm going to listen to this podcast because I always listen to every episode multiple times. That's why they have the little like fast forward by 45 yeah. seconds. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to really be really interested in what you just said. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have been pretty distracted this entire episode, but... Uh, oh my God, he's so tired. Oh, but he's I mean, yawning now, so... Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Next episode, Cruz might be out for the count. <laughs> People who don't like dogs are going to be like, God, get past the dog. People who love dogs. 50 pictures of Cruz on the, on the yeah. Instagram. Well, guys, thanks so much for this. This was fun. I'm glad we got to get into the technical, as- technical aspects of whiskey. And uh, yeah, man. Cuba, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Uh, Cruz, great to see you as always. He, he gave me a look. He was there. Hey, you can hear him uh, breathing on Allie. Me. Thank also, you for being the handler of Cruz. Also, Cruz's handler, Ali, is here. <laughs> really, seriously, thank you for being here. Th- thank you. Thank you, big, big thanks, Ali. Um, hit us up on Instagram, at Shy Spirits, guys. Email us your uh, your mailbag questions, your episode ideas. We love hearing from you. Chai Spirits, guys, at gmail.com. 
And uh, we'll see you next time here at Shy Spirits, guys. Cheers. Cheers.